I'm looking to go after these ugly houses to get big checks. The whole, you know, seller financing part of this is just an easy way to transition. If they want too much for their price, then you have to see if they'll take terms. Remember, whenever you're negotiating, it is between the price terms and you. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. Looking at my computer and pulling the stats for my market here in Phoenix, Arizona, where we do business, in April, we had 5,600 active listings, all right? Now in July, we have 16,600. What that means is this is an incredible opportunity to go after listings that are just sitting on the market that are in really rough shape. Because let me tell you this right now, these properties that are in rough shape, that are on the market, that are sitting there for over 30, 60, 90 days, they're gonna go for 30 to 50% of what they're listed at. So I'm gonna call some agents right now and see if they're ready to make that decision now or if they're gonna wait another 90 days or six months before they come to the reality that the top of the market is gone, ugly houses are not gonna sell, buyers have way more options than they did the previous three years, and it's time for us as real estate investors to get the biggest and best and juiciest deals out there. So. Watch me make these calls to these agents. We'll see how it goes. My name is Brent Daniels. I was calling about your property there in Ninth Place. Ninth Place, yes. And it's that fixer upper there in Phoenix? Yes. Yeah, is that still available? Do you have any offers on it? We had lots of um, cash offers, but they are all under this price and the seller's firm at 210. Okay, so got it. If it sells for 210, they, uh, they'll sell it for 210. Got it. So they're just, uh, is there, is there any wiggle room on that? Uh, no, not, not really. They're, they need to attempt uh, for them to, to sell it. Got it. And, and they're just, uh, would they be open to terms? Um, what kind of terms I can tell them? I don't know. I would just need to know how much they'd want down and how much a month. Um, and then for how long really? Let me talk to them, but we haven't had anybody uh, request something like this. So I would have to talk to them and I'll get back to you. Are those low offers coming in like 60, 70,000? Uh, the highest was 180. Got it. Yeah, so not too bad. Okay, got it. All right, well, let me know there. It looks like they have a, they have a $500 uh, a month renter in there. So maybe we could work out something creatively. Yeah, let, let, let me talk to the uh, to the owner, and we can go from there. Uh, they might be open to to uh, doing something. I appreciate that. <laughs> okay, Brent. We'll talk soon. All right, brother. See ya. If they've had several offers, if they even had an offer at 180, which it probably was a couple months ago, um, which is absolutely bananas because this place is destroyed, It <laughs> they should have taken it and ran as fast as, as possible. But what I think what most people probably did is they probably just looked at it and, and put it in an automatic offer. It wasn't a real offer. 
so that they're saying 180. So in their mind, they're 180, but they only want 210. So they don't truly want to sell this property. I think that it's one of those situations where you've got an investor and I'll look this up right now. I'm sure that they bought this thing. Oh, okay. They bought this in 2011 for $5,500. So they don't have to sell this thing. You know what I mean? They're not, they could probably keep it, rent it out for forever, get some cash flow from it, never fix it up and be fine with it. And then just hope at some point they get 210. So they're just making up a number. It's not based on any stats. It's not based on any data. They're just throwing it out there and saying, hey, listen, if you want to give me this price, fine. These are the absolute worst sellers to work with because he'll come back with the seller finance where he's going to want a hundred grand down and, you know, $2,000 a month or something, something completely ridiculous because why not? He bought it for $5,500. He bought it for $5,500 11 years ago. Now he wants $210,000. Hasn't put a dollar into it. I, I guarantee it. Isn't that bananas? So, I mean, the, the fact is you can't convince sellers to sell. They put it on the market. They want to put it at a certain price. It's not going to happen. They've had several offers. And we're going to run into that a lot on these calls. We're going to run into a lot of people that get, have had a lot of offers, but haven't accepted them. I'm looking to go after these ugly houses to get big checks. The whole, you know, seller financing part of this is just an easy way to transition. If they want too much for their price, then you have to see if they'll take terms. Remember, whenever you're negotiating, it is between the price terms and you. And what they're going to do off the bat is the, the agents are going to stiff army. They're going to build a force field up and they're going to say, oh no, we've had offers. Oh, they've rejected this. Oh, they don't want to sell all of these things. As these properties keep sitting on the market, the tune is going to change. It's just catching them at the right time. It's catching them when they've made the decision that they finally, you know what, I'm going to just keep losing thousands of dollars on a daily basis with the value of this property. And I have to get realistic. This is for the sellers that really want to sell. They've made the decision. They are going to transfer the title. They're going to transfer the ownership of this property to somebody else. And then in this market, the ones that need to they need to free up their money. That's where you're going to get some amazing, amazing deals. So the, the whole seller financing part, I'm just trying to see if they're open to it. And then we can, you know, I can go and kind of break it down and figure it out. It's not my favorite method right now because I don't want to own these ugly properties and then fix them up and then sell them and whatever. It, it just depends on the terms that they have. I mean, if it's a ridiculous, if I can get ridiculous terms, then it's a no brainer. Imagine doing this three hours a day in every single market or in every single listing that you see that is dated. Every 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 property that needs renovation, needs total rehab. Now, I'm going after the ugliest houses first because that's where you get the big profits, right? And it's just a numbers game. I am telling you, you talk to 200 of these agents, you will get a deal. Here we go. We've got this one is come check out this fantastic investor special. My name is uh, Brent Daniels. I was calling about your listing there in McKinley. Yes, sir. Yeah, I just wanted to see if that was still available, see if you had any offers on it. Um, it is. We had some people keep kicking the tires on it, um, and then, then he recently, the seller agreed to do a kind of like a seller carryback for part of it, so he'll actually help finance it if somebody wants to do the flip. Um, but, yeah, it's still available. I got a couple people right now trying to get a better offer for us. What 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 have they rejected so far? Well, he's already at a at the list price. I'll tell you, he's already taken a ten thousand dollar hit under what he's on it on it for. So, got it. So he he owes two thirty on it. 
No, he bought it for two twenty, but you take out oh, title, sure. title and realtor commissions and there you go. What's he gonna it's do? Probably, what's he gonna do if he can't sell it? I don't know yet. Yeah. Owner carry it. He lives in Tucson. Okay. Um and he and he does three flips or so a year. He doesn't do a lot of them. Sure. And he bought he bought that on a whim without the advice of me. Yep. And and I kind of told him, I'm like, look, man, getting the crew up there is the hard part right now. I mean, it's probably worth 305. I have it like 305, 310 when it's done right. Yep. And he just, he can't get to it. Can't get well, to and it. you're you're 40 bucks a square foot right now to fix up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's just, oh, yeah. that is what yeah, it is. He, yep. So he, he knows he's going to lose a little bit of money now trying to get rid of it to move his money to properties that he has here in Tucson. And what are you going to do? You know, I told him, I'm like, well, see what happens. See what we get. Yeah. I mean, it was, he'll carry it. He'll carry it. If somebody puts down, he'll carry it. He doesn't, he doesn't have a note on it. No, he owns it outright. Interesting. Okay. What is he looking for, for carry terms? Uh, like 40 to 50 down. And then, you know, he said he would go up to two years. And then I don't know as far as I know the hard money lending out here in Southern Arizona, he's loaned before anywhere between eight and 10. Because we've done a couple together in the past. Yeah. And I've seen a few owner carries from eight to ten percent with you know, six months six months interest guaranteed and then, you know, stop of usually two years. Yeah. So does it is it is it vacant? Is it livable? Um, you know, to tell you the truth, I've never been in it. Got it. Yes, I don't think it's livable. I think it I mean, that was the other aspect, is it a rent and hold kind of thing, but I don't think it is. I think it needs still some work. New water heater, you know, those kinds of things. Yeah, I'm I'm just looking at it now. It doesn't even yeah, it doesn't have any appliances or um flooring's kind of all over the place. Um okay, let me let me do this. Let me let me kind of put together a strategy. I think forty to fifty thousand down is just gonna eat up a lot of the rehab costs. I mean, maybe if he's uh willing to to move on that and 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 come in a little bit lower there and and some favorable terms. I just don't see anything shaking out in the next 2 years to be honest with as much inventory hitting the market and as, and the interest rates going up. It it probably have to be more like a 5-10 year deal. Would he be open to that? I mean, is he somebody that needs to have it back in 2 years? I don't. The longest I've seen him go is 30 months. So, I don't know. Yeah, but I, don't know. but I don't know if he'll go 5 years on it. I just don't. Got it. Let me put some together. Let me see. Let me kind of work the numbers on this and see what makes sense. Yeah. Or if you need me to take care of both sides and lower the fee that way, you don't have to do any paperwork, whatever you need to do. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking. Yeah. Yep. I've done that before with him. I usually don't, but he's one of the few that I, especially on a transaction where it's an investment property, he's totally cool with that. I just lower the fee, handle both sides, use one coordinator and just call it a day. You know what I mean? Yep. Love it. All right. Awesome. Just let me know what you need. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Appreciate it. All right, man. All right. See ya. This is the first step, right? The first step is I'm not going to get my price. So then I'm going to get my terms. And then it's going to be I can't get my terms. So then they're going to have to get realistic about it. You know what I mean? Like a two-year two-year term on this makes no sense. The issue that he's going to have, I mean, he could probably pull out uh, a line of credit from a hard money lender. A hard money lender would lend on it, but not for a tremendous amount of time. And then what? You can't sell it. So then you have to get a, another hard money lender on it. Yeah, it was just, it, it's a classic example of getting caught at the right wrong time with the wrong property. I mean, all of these people have had offers on it. It's just, 
Am I going to catch the person at the right time when something happened? You know what I mean? Something that the seller's just finally like, whatever, the next person that calls you, sell it. And I've been in that position before. I was in that position in the downturn when we had some flips and it was like, you saw it going down. This is not the reason I'm, I'm using this strategy, honestly, is so that it is because I went through this. Like I know what's going to happen to these listings. These listings are going to be worth 30% in 90 days in six months. I'm telling you. And these people that, you know, well, what do you listen to? The market experts and everything. This is the stats of the market. This is straight from the MLS. You can't argue that. My name is Brent Daniels. I was calling about your listing on 8th Street in Phoenix. Oh, that's right. How's it going, Brent? Um, have we talked before? Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> Sorry, I just I just tried calling you. Uh, well, it sounds like we're friends already. That's great. No, I tried calling you a little bit earlier, but uh, I was looking at that property. Is it still available? Any offers on it? We have uh, a couple offers right now. Um, we Seller still hasn't made a decision on anything that she wants to move forward with. Okay, got it. Um, ballpark, I mean, I the, I see that that whole neighborhood is for sale over there. And so I'm looking at this thing. I mean, are, is 200 too low on this? I would say, uh, yeah. So we did a price reduction, and both the offers that we have are pretty close to asking. At the 315? Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, that's that's excellent. Okay, are they are they investors? Or are they people that are going to live there? So the issue was when we had it listed initially was we were just dealing with a lot of investors who were just trying to tie up the property and then cancel when they couldn't. Yep. So you know we did a price reduction, hoping that we could attract a couple of end users, and it seems like that's been working a little bit. So that's awesome. Uh, Basically, we're just attaching, you know, anybody that's interested in putting in the offers, we just request that they actually go see the property in person because it does need a little work. Yep. And then, you know, we're sending you guys, you know, the inspection report as well as a, an estimate of repairs from a, a previous end buyer. What's the estimate looking like? Uh, the estimate came in at just under $10,000 um, to repair the, the things that were wrong with the house. The, the house also... You know, the seller kind of tore up some of the laminate flooring in the bedroom because I guess there was a water leak and they were just trying to prevent molding. doesn't seem like there's any molding at all or anything like that, Sure, so, um, which is good, but yeah. And are they selling it as is? I mean, can it get conventional financing? They, Yep, they're selling it as is. Uh, it is vacant right now, so you can pretty much show it at any time if, you're, if you have a buyer that's interested in checking it out. No, I'm the buyer. Yeah, no, I'm an oh. investor here in town. I just... Um, when I was looking at it, I just didn't think you could get, you know, an FHA or VA in there. I mean, if they can't sell it, what are they going to do? Are they going to just re-rent it? Um, I'm pretty sure they're content on selling it. So they'll just wait until they have an offer that they're comfortable with. We are reviewing with the ones that we have gotten today, and then we'll be responding to those agents. Awesome. Well, best of luck. I mean, I hope, you know, somebody gets in there and uh, gives you a good price. I'll keep an eye on it. Um, just, just let me know. Uh, yeah, we'll do, Brett. I appreciate the phone call. I'll be sure to save your number. All right. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks See for the call. So then I would just follow up with the text if it's still on the market. 200 is a deal. It's a 350 fixed up house. Problem is you have to put 40 to 50 into it. Um, and investors now want a 15% return. So it used to be 10. So it would be like a 35%, $35,000 profit that they're looking for. But now it's really 50. Uh, for everybody out there, listen, it's just reps. It's just going over and over and over. Remember this, and I think that this is really important, right? From a mindset standpoint, 
getting rejected, people telling you no, people telling you that there's other offers, people telling you, that's fine. It's a numbers game. By the way, these are good. some of these are going to come back and we're going to be able to get some of these deals. Maybe not, but there's going to be more deals coming on and coming on and coming on. I never get discouraged on this because in my subconscious mind, I know that I have the skills to negotiate. I have the skills to be able to go after and be consistent every single day going after this. And, and at this point, it's not me, it's my staff. And I have my acquisition manager, Ryan, calling this list as well. I just wanted to give you an example of what those conversations sounded like. And I wanted to get a feel for the market. You know, I think it's very, very important that even if you're the business owner, you get your hands dirty. And it's been a long time for me, to be honest. I mean, I get into it a little bit, but it's been a long time. But when there's transitions in the market, you need to have that voice-to-voice, eye-to-eye, face-to-face, belly-to-belly, knee-to-knee conversations with the agents and with the property owners that are in your marketplace so that you can effectively uh, coordinate what all the efforts of your team. It's absolutely critical. And I'm telling you, the people that do that are going to have rock solid businesses for the next, you know, 10 years, let alone the next 10 days or 10 months of what's going to be happening here. And I, I do believe this is true. I do believe that the uh, in major markets, it's going to it's going to go down about 20 percent for beautiful houses. Uh, so if you have flips right now, get them off your books, sell them as fast as possible. And during that time, you're going to see the market is going to level out which is fantastic. And by the way, we're up 40% in a lot of markets, 30%, 20%. It's not like, you know, this is doom and gloom. It's just the last two years has been absolutely bananas because everybody wanted to, everybody was trapped in their homes. So they wanted to upgrade their homes because their kids were driving them crazy or they, they are starting to have families or they wanted to downsize because they realized they didn't need all this room, whatever it was. And then they, then after, after the lockdowns, we were able to get out and about. And now you're going to see that more properties are going to come on the market. More flippers are going to flood to the market first. First of all, flippers are going to hit the market first. Second of all, it's going to be like these sellers right here. There's a perfect example. These sellers right here that it's not their primary residence that they're putting on the market. It's these properties that they've been holding on to for a long time. And they've been waiting for the peak of the market and they've been sitting on the sidelines and they miss the peak. They absolutely miss the peak, but they're sitting on the sidelines and now they want to get into the game and see if they can still get the price that they think that these properties are worth. They're not going to get it. They're either going to get realistic or they're going to have to hold these properties for another five or 10 years. You're going to see a lot of that. So you got flippers, you got the other investors that are that are uh, own multiple properties, putting them on the market, putting their rentals on the market, trying to get as much as they can for it. If they're at that point where they don't want to renovate the property, right? Their tenant leaves. They've been in there for eight, 10 years. They've been renting this thing for 15 years. They haven't updated it. They just want to get rid of it while they think that the height of the market, which is very smart. It's very smart because I'm telling you 50 to 70% reduction in these ugly houses. I'm telling you, it's going to be very exciting. And this is the perfect time to really jump into this and get really good opportunities because you're going to find agents and sellers are going to want to talk to you more now than they did the last three, four years. Last three, four years, the sellers have kind of been in the driver's seat and kind of been able to uh, get multiple offers and, and find, you know, what is the best price that they can get for this property? Not all of them, but a lot of them. That's going to change. That's going to change. The buyers are going to be in the driver's seat. I'm telling you guys, the buyers are going to be in the driver's seat. The set, And this is, listen, this is just Phoenix right here, but I'm telling you a lot of major markets are feeling this as well. So go out there and just be 
absolutely certain that you're going to build the skills of being an absolute lead generation machine and that building those skills get into your subconscious that trickles down into your conscious and that affects the actions that you take every day. I want you to go out there and win. I love you guys. I'll see you next time. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.